IABC Ottawa presents The Voice. The Voice offers expert insights and practical takeaways for people in the marketing communications industry. We're sharing the latest ideas and issues with sector professionals. What can we do to help you take your career to the next level? I'm Ashley McGrath, and this is The Voice. My name is Anat Cohen. I work for the Ottawa Police Service and I've been in their corporate communications office for about eight years now. I came from the federal government to the Ottawa Police with an excellent opportunity to work in their corporate communications office. It's been a fantastic experience in working on all different kinds of communications from uh, everyday communications with the public to crisis communications such as the Ottawa shooting on October 22nd. everyone, thanks for tuning in this week. Today's episode takes a bit of a turn as I try my hand at being in front of the mic instead of behind the scenes in podcast production. I recently attended the Marcom Professional Development Annual Forum, where I caught up with Annette Cohen, Corporate Communications Specialist with the Ottawa Police Service, after her presentation on crisis communications. Annette has been instrumental in refining the social media program and policy at the OPS, She's been dubbed the web and social media guru because of her strategic insight on social media best practices, measurement and impact, and her ability to identify important topics and trends that affect policing. Let's have a listen to what Anat had to say, shall we? Thank you very much for taking the time to speak with me today. I really enjoyed your presentation. Thank you very much for having me. In any communications position, to be effective, you want to be prepared, but you can only be so prepared when it comes to a crisis. So how, I know during your presentation you were talking about how you don't have a crisis communications plan because every situation is different and it never unfolds the same way. So right. So if you want to explain that maybe. Right, so understanding um, that during a crisis it's important to remain that credible source of information and in order to be credible, you have to have accurate and timely information. Mm-hmm. So getting that information out there in um, the amount of time, a short amount of time, is really important to sustain that credibility and that trust with your audience. Okay. Would you say that the most challenging aspect of your role is dealing with the crisis situations? The challenges actually are not the crisis themselves. We have an excellent team of people who are trained and the challenges actually come in between the crisis when we're working to plan for the situations that are unexpected. So trying to narrow down things like Mm -hmm. cross-training, things like having uh, a shorter approval process, Mm -hmm. um, or even having things in the office on hand um, in terms of an emergency situation, like the crisis communications kit that I was talking about, which has the tablet in it and Mm -hmm. uh, wireless chargers and chargers for your cell phone and things like that that come up during a crisis that you may need that you may not have thought about. So thinking about it in advance is really important and um, those are the issues that we can deal with before a crisis to prepare for. Okay. You're talking about during the session misinformation and citizen journalism. And so, how do you quell misinformation and inaccuracies or rumors on social? 
Yeah, so um, if you're engaged and you're monitoring and you're aware of what's going on, then that's half the battle. And then being able to address those mis that misinformation is the second half. So really being able to uh, scan your environment and understanding what people's reactions are and how what you're communicating is being received. And if it's being received the way that you intended. And if it's not being received the way that you intended, well, then your job's not done. You have to go back and correct people and don't be afraid to put out the same message, you know, uh, reiterate if, if it hasn't been uh, communicated correctly or, okay. or appropriately. Throughout your entire presentation you spoke about if you don't have anything to say, you have holding lines and that helps with your trust and your credibility. So for instance with the Ottawa shooting on October 22nd, you had the map, the perimeter map, right? Right. In every situation, uh, safety of the public and our members is paramount. Okay. So. But in a crisis situation, we really want to be communicating and reducing the fear that um, not communicating could create. So if we don't communicate, it really instills a sense of fear and panic in, in the public. And you want to yeah. avoid that by being timely and having accurate information for the members of the public to rely on. So the uh, in the beginning, the first message that we could put out had minimal but verified information and right. that's what's important um, and and if you don't have more information at the time telling people that you are there and that you're present and that you're engaged and uh, ensuring them that you'll you will keep them informed as you obtain more information is very important. So um, that really gives a sense of credibility and trust um, from the public in that sense. So the perimeter map was um, one of our key messages, the safety perimeter, ensuring that people yeah. were staying out of the area that was being investigated and that had an active shooter in that area. So. Again, that's a message that you don't just want to put out once and hope that your audience got it. Mm -hmm. You know, you want to put it out again and again and ensure that your audience is receiving that message mm -hmm. and that the media is carrying the message accurately. So uh, being that credible source of information, we were the source of that map. So when we put that out, we want to ensure that it's being received the way that we intended. Right. How did the media operate with OPS during the situation? Do they do they seek information from you or did they report on information from citizens? So it becomes a mix of citizen journalism and uh, you know journalistic professionals and um, most journalists they they cooperate very well with police and with the with the source of information but from time to time you will have have misinformation right. um, which did occur on uh, October 22nd when there were reports of uh, shots being fired at the Rideau Center which did not occur so um, mm -hmm, we that. did have to correct some media in that instance okay when you speak about measuring success and and taking a look at the aftermath of, of a crisis situation what tools do you use and what exactly do you look at yeah so um, when I'm looking at measurements for social media I'm not just looking at likes and shares things like that are are important to show engagement but what I'm really looking for is how was the message received and how far did the message go so I'm looking at the statistics of uh, the and the analytics of this the social media that we're doing and I'm looking at the engagement rates I'm looking at the reach mm -hmm. and I'm looking at how it impacted the community so I'm also looking at the reactions from people the response the comments 
you know the retweets are good but but it tells only a little bit of the story right and you need to be able to put that full picture together to understand how you really had an impact in that instance um, so once you have that information it's also really important not to keep it to yourself using that information to generate um, greater buy-in and support mm -hmm. from the decision makers is really important so if you're in an organization that doesn't necessarily support social media or is more inclined to be silent during a crisis or freeze in a moment where um, they need to be speaking then those instances of success and all of those statistics and showing them how you've had an impact along the way will generally, um, and in my experience, it has uh, impacted their ability to see to see, see that it's effective. See that it's effective. Yeah, yeah. like having other team members adopt the same process and adopt right. your activities. Really. Yeah, it really shows that it's effective. Yeah. Okay. And so last year, um, IABC awarded Chief Bordelow with the Communicator of the Year award. So, I, and you. I thought of this when you were talking in your presentation because um, you said that you get buy-in from from senior level team members and so can you talk a little bit about the process in terms of sharing your insight with these members and sharing your activities and best practices with them? Yeah, well Chief Borderlow really launched our social media program. He was the first of the organization to tweet as soon as he was uh, became chief. So he's been a great champion in terms of uh, encouraging this kind of communication with the public and he sees the benefits and he really understands and he's quite active on social media himself. Mm -hmm. um, so he knows that it's it's uh, had a great impact on our community and that we have a lot of engagement in that way. So uh, having that support from top down is is paramount in, in a successful social media program. In any in any organization would you say? Absolutely. I yeah. think uh, organizations have to have the decision makers behind right. uh, supporting you in order for you to for them to trust you and um, be able to put out the messages that you need to in a timely manner. Okay and to go back to something you mentioned in your presentation again you said that it's important to shrink the approval process when it comes to a crisis communication situation or beforehand in the preparation phase. How would you suggest that a communications professional can do something like that? Yeah so building that trust and having decision makers understand the value of what you're doing and by sharing all those success stories and the, the analytics with them so that you can gain that buy-in is really going to help you in times of crisis when they are looking to you to put out the message. So, you know, shortening that approval process is quite um, an important part of being timely in your in your messaging. So if you have the support um, that you've been working on, on mm -hmm you know, outside of crisis situations and gaining that buy-in and trust, um, you know, gaining that credibility internally as well, uh, it's going to help you to, to be able to deliver a timely message in times of crisis. Okay, interesting. During your presentation, you spoke about there are five different jurisdictions yes. that you had to work with yes. on the October 22nd. How did you communicate with their other the other team? Yeah, so there were five different police and security services attending um, the incident on October 22nd, and uh, so it does become an issue of jurisdiction. But understanding the jurisdictions and also. In times when you're not in crisis, being able to work with that team and making that connection and networking and understanding mm -hmm. who's the comms person on the other table and uh, being able to work with them um, 
beforehand will really help during times of crisis. We have the opportunity to work with our partners on a regular basis, which is very helpful, um, and we make an effort to, to communicate with them on a regular basis. And, um, you know, we're speaking to them almost on a daily basis. I'm speaking to my counterparts at OC Transpo, at the RCMP, at Public Health, um, all these different people who are operating social media as mm -hmm. well. It's, uh, it's very important to know the, you know the faces behind the accounts so that right. if need be you can pick up the phone and collaborate with them on what's uh, what the message is okay do you have advice for anyone who is considering a career in, in crisis communications or an organization that may deal with it from time to time yeah I think um, you can no longer rely on print media as your only source of um, skills level I think you need to be uh, you know, skilled in digital communications as well. Mm -hmm. I think um, having practice in many different mediums is going to be important for any communicator these days. Um, and no longer are we just expected to communicate internally or externally or with media. Um, it's no longer a siloed uh, practice. We're, as communicators, expected to um, reach all of our stakeholders um, and have practice with uh, being able to communicate to all of them. And then just a general question, what what does a day look like for you? Well, uh, generally when I get into the office, the first thing I do is I do a scan to see what's going on in the news and what's what could impact um, you know, our communications that day, um, what happened overnight okay. in terms of policing that we may be communicating on that day, um, and what maybe some of the uh, hot topics or issues that uh, may come up. You know, so being able to scan and be aware of your environment is really important in strategizing the use of social media. Well, I think that brings us to the end. Thank you very much for uh, taking the time to speak with us. Thank you it. very much for having me. A big thanks to Annette Cohen for speaking with us today. And thank you to our listeners for tuning in today for this episode. The Voice is produced by Thornley Falls Communications here in Ottawa, Canada. You can subscribe to the show on iTunes. Make sure to visit ottawa.iabc.com for more information about the show and for other resources. IABC Ottawa is the voice of Ottawa's marketing and communications industry, and I'm your temporary host, Ashley McGrath. Find me on Twitter or LinkedIn at Ashley McGrath. We hope you'll join us again next time. Thanks for tuning in.